Neil back to Hachimura. Konnichiwa. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up? is mine. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah! Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining the Beltway Sports Bros. This is Noel, and um, I'll be running solo today. Uh, Matt's in lockdown hell for the COVID situation, so you got me to yourselves, the better half. And just a reminder, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and you can even join our Facebook group. I'm not a part of it, but I heard it's fun, so go ahead. I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. Uh, I've been reading it a little bit, doing a little research, and I know that's hard to believe, but you know, when you're by yourself, somebody's got to do it, right? So recently... I read an article from Bucky Brooks on NFL.com. He wrote a column in reference to Chase Young that if the number two pick, Chase Young, is as good as advertised, the Redskins are on their way toward becoming a Super Bowl contender. He compared, obviously, Chase Young and many have to Julius Peppers and Von Miller and also Rivera coaching Julius Peppers and Del Rio with Von Miller and how once they got those players, it was an immediate impact and those defenses for the most part carried those teams to Super Bowls to a certain extent I agree with it that I think the defense is going to take a major leap based on having them on the team I don't think he was referencing it as far as in the immediate future because if that's the case hell no what I do think is is that with the pieces that defense has up front over a short frame of time I believe the same thing that this team can be competitive with Haskins, with everything else on the offensive side of the ball being young, the defense is going to be have to be the prominent part of the football team. And just like it was with San Francisco, it just reminds me, it's eerily similar. I, I don't think I'm the only one that sees it that way. I think it's eerily similar to what the Niners went through. They were a shit football team. They started getting pieces together. They had a quarterback that was injured the prior season, weren't exactly sure what they had, and he came in, was serviceable with Garoppolo, but the defense was the one that was the difference maker. And I think that can happen here. I really believe that. So I understand the philosophy. It's a little bit of a bridge too far. Um, And of course, you know, because it's the Redskins, everybody jumps all over. What the fuck is this guy talking about? He's out of his mind. And, um, you know, he goes on with Sigiliano and has an interview about it. And even Sigiliano's looking at him like he has two heads. And... I don't think his intent was to say, yeah, man, sign him up. Chase Young is the next God to bring him a Super Bowl. But I understood where he was coming from to a certain extent. And and I'm not delusional by any means. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some work. And uh, who knows? If that's the case, then, hey, I'm game, man. Um, If it takes the same track record as some of these other teams took to get there by bringing in a bookend like a Chase Young, Von Miller, Peppers, in order for that to happen and they can be competitive and be in the national limelight, it's a positive. Even if it's in the discussion, it's a positive at this point with where the Redskins are in the negative news and everything else. So I'm happy about it. 
Um, I think that he is going to be a difference maker and we'll see where it goes from there. But that article really surprised me and I'm surprised it actually didn't get a hell of a lot more backlash. People were going nuts about it. Like basically belt, he was saying quote unquote belly laughing about it and maybe he was going for a reaction. I have no idea. Maybe that's what he was doing, but it made sense to me. And if they get their hat out of their ass in other locations and bring in pieces that they that they need in order to be competitive, I think that the defense can make a statement. I really do. I, I think they have the foundation there to be a difference maker. So that's just my take on that portion of it. Um, kind of moving on, I was also sticking with the Redskins a little bit because I know you all love that so much. And God forbid we talk about anything else. But first, let's start with the Cam situation. He's gone, everyone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. All right? He's not coming to Washington. Never thought it was going to happen. He's in New England. Good for him. Didn't want him with the Redskins anyway. And it's over. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Okay? So it's over with. Haskins is the guy. He should have always been the guy. And I feel like everybody, we talked about this in the previous podcast, that it's just this consistent having to look over his shoulder situation. And I don't even know if it's in-house, but it's definitely in the media. So that being said, Rivera was on 670 The Score in Chicago recently. And some of the things they asked him, Cam had signed. So they asked him, what does he think about Cam? How does he think he's going to be productive in, with the Patriots and him moving forward? And he said... He's headed in the right direction. Don't bet against him. You know, all the usual things. Great guy, work ethic, the whole thing, yada, yada. Fine, great. He was your quarterback for an extended period of time. You had some good years with him. To be honest with you, he carried you through a lot of those seasons on his back. And give him some praise. That's fine. Say, fare thee well. And wherever you go, I wish you well. Well, he didn't end there. Of course he couldn't end there. Then they asked him, why didn't he try to bring him into Washington? If you felt this way about him, if you felt that he could bring all this to you and beware of Cam and how great he is, well, why didn't you bring him into Washington? Instead of just saying, because we have a quarterback, that's what a coach does. They support what they have. Not these innuendos, not this, well, we'll seize. If Haskins is your guy, just say he's your guy. I get it. You don't want people to be comfortable. I understand all that. Every position is a competition bullshit. I understand all that. I really do. But give me a break, dude. You know he's your damn quarterback. Haskins knows he's your quarterback. Everybody and their brother knows he's your quarterback. So just accept it and move on. No, no, that, that wasn't what he had to do. He's an he's a honest man, Rivera. He had to go, honestly, if the circumstances would have allowed us, I would have been very confident and comfortable in going after him and bringing him to be a part of what we're doing here. What the fuck are you doing here, Rivera? What are you doing? You always have to have Haskins walking on eggshells every minute of the day? What does the guy have to do at this point with, with Zoom and everything else? You can't be in contact with the dude. The only things that you can see are what he's showing you online and via his accounts and throw into other guys and get in shape. And the opportunity arose where you could have just said, the reason why I didn't bring him in is because we got our guy. Okay, day one, didn't need to do that at your press conference. Understood. Everybody should be have their ass on fire. I get it. Dude, we're getting close here. There ain't nobody else but him at this point and your little boy, Allen that 
Haskins can throw better with his left hand than Allen can with his right. So my point is, is that what's the payoff here? What benefit was it to you and to this football team and to Haskins and whomever else and the media who already thinks that Haskins should be out the fucking door anyway to state this? I don't understand it. I don't understand the motivation. I don't believe that Haskins needs a kick in the ass anymore. This is not day one anymore. From everything that has been stated, whether it be from Scott Turner, teammates that he's been around, his dog, everybody has said that he's been doing the right thing and busting his ass. Throw him a bone, dude. Okay? You didn't need to go on this freaking radio show and all of a sudden talk up Cam and then say, well, you know, if Corona wasn't around, probably would be on this football team. Well, great. You better make sure that you have a good relationship with Haskins. That's all I can say. Because in my opinion, from his sta- from Haskins' standpoint, being a young guy and know, what does this guy want from me? What does this dude want from me? I think it's insane. Coaches bullshit for their quarterbacks all the time. I'm not asking you to say that freaking Haskins is John Elway, but you can say that he's my starting quarterback because he is. That's what it is. And... You continue to talk about character guys. You continue to talk about work ethic. You continue to talk about who you want on this football team. You've said nothing but good things about Haskins. The assistant coaches have said nothing good things about Haskins. Then say it and move on and put it to rest. He just has to leave that door open. So that wasn't the only thing that was asked in that interview, which makes Rivera life more difficult. Could have ended that battle because there's always a battle in D.C. and there's always a battle with the Redskins. He was asked about the name change and he stated there's a time and a place for that. Understood. There is. You decide to make statements all the time. It's the manner in which you do it. And I have no issue with him answering that question. Fuck that show. He doesn't have to answer that question. It's not his job. He is a football coach. He coaches. But don't be Mr. Honesty with everything else and then all of a sudden you're asked a hard one and you're like, well, I don't know. We'll see. A time and a place. There was a time and a place for the cam question. You had an opportunity lost. And that's just what I'm thinking about when I heard this and when I read this is like, damn, man, give me a break. Just say he's the fucking starting quarterback on my football team and move on, hard ass. We get it, 85 Bears. We get it. So... Another article that I read about was a a Bullets Forever article, and it was in reference to the Wizards essentially are rivalry-less, if I even fucking said that right. Who gives a shit? So the gentleman quotes, the Wizards have generally been a mediocre at best team in most of the last 40 years. Because of this, they never really had a long-standing rivalry. Okay, so I was thinking back. Really, I don't really give a shit if they have a rivalry or not. What the fuck difference does it make? I just want them to be a good basketball team, man. Like, I I mean, I just want them to be productive and I just want them to go deep in the playoffs and maybe, I don't know, win 50 games. All right, fuck rivalries. There ain't no rivalries in basketball anymore. It's individual basketball play. Who the hell can name on one hand the amount of legit rivalries you have in modern day basketball? Who? Let's go back a little bit first before I jump the gun on that, okay? The last time there were legitimate freaking rivalries in the NBA. We're talking about knockout dragout. We're not talking about one-year bullshit or, you know, they met in the finals a couple of times. So that doesn't constitute a rivalry. A rivalry constitutes consistent competition, hatred for the other team, fan hatred, etc. Not 
because two teams were good and went against each other. What the fuck is that? That's not a rivalry. Yeah, so they weren't good. Back in the 80s and 90s, you got, obviously, you got the softballs, right? You got the Pistons, Bulls, Lakers, Celtics, Knicks, Bulls, even Cavs, Bulls, I guess. 76ers, Celtics, people don't think about that one, but shit, man. That was a freaking rivalry, dude, back in the 80s, early 90s. I mean, that really was. And that's where rivalries were. Even in the 2000s, to a certain extent, you've got, you know, Lakers, Spurs. I mean, they had some, in the playoffs, man, early to 99 to like a shit for like a decade. I mean, you had Lakers, Spurs, the Admiral, Duncan, Shaq, Kobe, that whole crew, Knicks Heat. That went on for an extended period of time. Not a ridiculously long time, but an extended long time. And those teams hated each other. And you also had the Pat Riley dynamic. Let's go to modern day. Who do you have? Cavs? Warriors? Yes. I will go with that one. Met in the finals four times. 2015 to 2018. Now the rivalry is dead. It's dead. It lasted four years. It it was in the sky less than Hale-Bopp. So for talking about what rivalries were, the list that I gave in the 80s, that was hatred. Those teams fought each other for a decade. Those players were on the same teams for their entire careers. That's a rivalry where you hated to go in that building and you thought you, were, you weren't going to make it out of the damn locker room alive. That's a fucking rivalry. So yeah, the Wizards don't have one. There are a lot of teams that don't. Who are you going to give me? Lakers? Clippers? Why? Because now Leonard is with the Clippers? That wasn't a fucking rivalry. They're just in the same place. The Clippers will always be the stepchild. I don't care if they get the second coming of Christ on their team. They will always be the stepchild to the Lakers. That is not a rivalry. That is just the bigger brother shitting on the little brother. Golden State Clippers, when they had Paul and Griffin? Give me a fucking break. It was one season. We're talking about good teams here, too. I'm not even going to bottom tier where you can't even remember the fucking teams. We're talking about top tier teams that made Western and Eastern Conference Finals and NBA Finals here, guys. These are not rivalries. Oklahoma City, Golden State, one year. And the only reason why that rivalry rekindled itself is because Durant went to Golden State. It was dead and buried. It's the individuals that create the rivalries. Westbrook and Durant hated each other. I don't give a shit what they say with their little hugs or, you know, ah, we cool now. They hated each other. The Rockets with LA, dislike there, not a rivalry. The Rockets with Oklahoma City when they were both decent, didn't like each other, not a rivalry. I'm going through this list about because the Wizards were mediocre, that's why they don't have a rival. Nobody does. They're force-fed and it's a player-driven league. There are no teams that have rivalries. Yes, the last one I'll give you, Golden State Cavs because they kept making the finals together. Yes, that's it. We're talking about top tier. We're talking about top 1% of the food chain there. Go a little further down. Even when the Lakers Celtics went back to the finals in 2008 and 2012, you mean to tell me that that rivalry was the same as it was back in the 80s? Give me a fucking break. If you think that, you're a moron. That was force-fed beat LA bullshit. Bringing back the 80s crap. That's all that was. That rivalry, the pinnacle of rivalries, ranking up there with like UNC Duke. 
can't even hold on to the rivalry the way that it did. So you mean to tell me that you're criticizing the Wizards for not having one? You're full of shit. The Wizards, when they went to the, to the playoffs against the Celtics in 2017, that's not a rivalry. They hated each other. It was a hell of a year to watch those two teams battle each other. And it, honestly, I think it was the best rivalry of 2017 in the NBA. What do you want from this team? They're a shitty organization trying to get better. But you can go down the list of these teams and who the hell are you going to say are rivals? Who's Toronto's? The 76ers? The Celtics? You really considering those rivalries, guy? Really? I can think of two situations in which the Wizards had that for a glimpse of it. I've already stated they had the one with the Wizards and the Celtics in 2017. Fabulous year. Went seven games. Couldn't beat the other one on their home floor. It's just a great time. Wasn't a rivalry. It was a rivalry for that year. I don't think they would have pissed on each other if they were on fire. The Wizards-Cavs back in 2006 to 2008. I'll consider that. That went on just as long as the other ones. They met in the playoffs three times consecutive, yes. Did the Cavs beat them all three times? Yes, they sure did. But those teams fucking hated each other. It was a three-year thing. Was it a while ago? Yes. But most of these quote-unquote rivalries that you're trying to dictate were a long time ago. Will some develop in, in, in the future? Probably. But the league is not what it was. You're not going to find those. It's not a team-driven sport. You're not going to find Redskins-Cowboys. Because however you love the NFL players, it's still a team-driven league. The NBA is not. If a player hates another player, that's great news. But that's not a rivalry. That's just one player wanting to shit on the other player. So don't give me that crap about because the Wizards have been mediocre. The Detroit Pistons won two championships back-to-back. They had major rivals back then. The Lakers, the Celtics, the Bulls. Who the fuck is their rival now? Would you consider them a mediocre franchise? It doesn't make any sense. The Bulls are no longer Detroit's rival. It's nostalgia. They haven't been rivals for a long, long time. Glimpses, yes. Wanting to hold on to that, yes. Not a rivalry anymore. So don't give me this shit about because the Wizards suck. That's why they don't have somebody to hate or go against or to stand up for because that's the game on the schedule you need to circle. No, absolutely not. So that's just my idea of thinking when it comes to this rivalry idea. I don't care. Like I said, I just want the Wizards to be a serviceable team that can make some noise. I don't give a shit who they play. They could play the go-go. It doesn't matter to me. I want to see quality on the court, and I want to see quality wins, and I want to see a fun team to watch that might eventually go a little bit deep into the playoffs. Don't waste my time with this rivalry bullshit that nobody else has. So, I guess that's pretty much it for me, guys. Just wanted to go on a little rant. I've been pent up because of this not being able to get on. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to try this out myself and see how it works and take out a little aggression. Otherwise, I put my head through the wall. So, that's what I felt about it. So, that's gonna that's about going to do it, guys. So, hopefully, Matt will be back on Friday if everything works. If God, This shit's way too much work for me, man. I just like just freaking going off. So... Hopefully he's back on Friday and we can get the band back together and and right this ship and hopefully everything at his home is a little bit more in order. 
And so just follow us on all major podcasts. You know, again, check us out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And one way or the other, I'll see you on Friday. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.